0: You are now entering the mind of one of rock's greatest musicians. A former singer of Styx. The exclusive podcast, Come Sail Away, with Dennis DeYoung. Come sail away, come sail away, come sail away Hey kids, Dennis DeYoung here. I have a couple topics today, neither of which... I look forward to talking about, but I just feel compelled to do so. I don't know how you avoid these things anymore. Uh, You try to turn off the news and watch less because it's all really too much. You know it and I know it, but doggone it, here we go. Tom Petty, gone. Gone. Much too soon. He had just finished uh, a big 40th anniversary tour. Had a big celebration at the Hollywood Bowl. He lives out there in LA, I think, in Malibu. And he was looking forward to the future and all the opportunities he presented. I, and, and that's it. He's, he's gone, just like that. Nothing is promised to any of us. And it doesn't matter how successful we are, how much money we have. It doesn't matter. You know, deep inside we're all the same. we're all gonna face our own mortality, and for Tom, it came sooner than it should. He was a great songwriter, great rock songwriter. I envied him because he he was he could do that thing second nature. something I've always struggled with is writing those kinds of songs. I liked his songwriting um his singing well, I said always thought if Roger mcguinn and and Bob Dylan had a kid, it would sound like Tom Petty. That's what I thought, and um great band. Great players, they complimented each other uh, beautifully, their arrangements and uh w- were were never overdone, and they always served the song, which is great. He'll be missed by you know his family, his friends, certainly, and all the, his legion of fans songs I liked well, you know uh, th- th- there's a couple that stick right out in my mind. one would be um was it Mary Mary Jane's last dance, yeah, and of course, don't have to live like a refugee. Cool song, Uh, Breakdown. I loved it, first time I heard it. And uh, he was a good one, and he's gone. Um, What can you do? Nothing. And that brings me to something. What can we do about this? Well, I'm going to read you a post I put on my Facebook page, in case you don't have Facebook or you don't go to it, because this is an opportunity for me to say something that I feel And here's the heading. This will not stay in Vegas. Tragedy, check. Insanity, check. Opportunity, question mark. For the shooter, yes. But how about us? How about us? It matters not what the motivations were for the senseless killings on the streets of Las Vegas Sunday night. Who cares? Who cares about these killers? Reasons don't matter. The innocent dead and injured will remain so. I suspect the survivors of this tragedy will carry this awful weight a long time, a very long time, as well as their loved ones and friends, long after we, we, the untouched, have forgotten. Suddenly, once again, we are reminded of how many of these incidents have slipped our minds when the news folks mention Arianda Grande, London, the Bataclan, Paris, and the Pulse 49 in Orlando. Yeah, not to mention Newtown and just countless others. What do all these kinds of events have in common? One common denominator, bad brains, in quotes. Whether these brains arrive there via learning, indoctrination, fear of threats, real or imagined or chemical changes, whether self-induced or nature's shenanigans, the wiring in these human control centers goes on the fritz, sometimes like a thunderbolt. Reasons for committing these killings, for this, that, or the other, are just rationalizations for human distorted perceptions. What world are they living in when they decide to suddenly go atop a Texas college tower in 1966, or a Vegas hotel Sunday and start killing people they don't know and they never met. Certainly not the world I currently reside in, and I I suspect your world either. The word evil is bantered about freely whenever these horrific events occur, giving us all a word to hang our deepest fears upon. Oh, they're pure evil. I suppose evil is just as good a word as any, but really what we fear is the beast that lurks. And lurk it does. There would be little need for CNN without it. But this beast is an outlier, the exception, not the rule. Example number one are the countless acts of sacrifice and bravery exhibited by those during the recent hurricanes and and those people in the Vegas audience, along with the first responders, in the war zone, the Strip became. You and I know the stories will come out one by one of acts of sacrifice and valor from strangers over the next few weeks as they have in other, similarities, in other similar tragedies where they just, they, they, they help people they didn't even know. The thing we must remember about ourselves is we humans have a great capacity for unselfish acts of humanity, not only brutality, but never forget that bad wiring, bad chemicals, bad brains will remain among us for the foreseeable future. So what can we do? (laughs) I don't know. I guess we can protect ourselves. But is that all? People cry mental health over and over again. They cry. Okay, fine. Yeah, of course. But what about the ones who don't Clearly reveal themselves, then what? What does this mean? I don't know. Do we need more weapons? Fewer weapons? Talk amongst yourselves, you people out there, and especially in the centers of power. Come on. Here's what I suggest: and that's we insist that these bad brains folks, at the very least, become better marksmen, better shots. Send them to the farming range. Anyone can do what this person did with the guns he had. But to kill and injure as many as he did would be impossible one bullet at a time. So I suggest maniacs for marksmanship. That's right, maniacs for marksmanship. I can see the bumper sticker. Please don't write me about guns. I believe in the Second Amendment. I repeat, I believe in the Second Amendment. And I know people make bombs and use airliners or trucks and knives or box cutters for these crimes. So what? So what? I don't want to hear it. I can tell you from daily experiences, and I'm sure you've experienced the same, the same thing, that after the tragedy of 9-11, the entire way we travel by air has been turned on its head. Something, something had to be done. And everywhere you look, concrete abutments stand in front of buildings, government and otherwise. So I ask, are we powerless to do anything? Anything. Now, I don't have the answers, Answers, but geez. You know, I have stood on those Vegas streets on concert stages many times and been rewarded by a sense of joy from tens of thousands of people who gathered to celebrate through music that which connects us. And I saw the faces of those innocent revelers whose lives were taken this morning on the news and thought, who were they? Why were they there? Well, they were you and they were me. They came from all over the globe, not for any reason other than a night of enjoyment, a night of escape from worry. You know the pursuit of happiness. It's sickening. For what it's worth, to all those who have suffered, Suzanne and I offer our sincerest condolences as we pray that this is the last time. Enlightening? Perhaps. Entertaining? Always. Thanks for listening to the podcast Come Sail Away with Dennis DeYoung. Get the next new episode Friday morning at 7 a.m. on this website.